Hey, sweet friends, and welcome to How's Your Heart, the podcast where we toss the surface level conversations to the side and dig deep into how we actually are. Hey, sweet friends, and welcome to another episode of the How's Your Heart podcast. I'm Devin Philbeck, and I'm your host. This week, we are interviewing a sweet, long-distance friend of mine, Lauren Baker. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. So Lauren and I met while working as interns together at Compassion Christian, which was our church in college. Lauren was actually one of my bridesmaids in my wedding, and I actually just found out not too long ago that I get the honor of being one of her bridesmaids next year. It's going to be so fun. I'm so excited for all the showers, all the things, all the celebrations. It's going to be awesome. So Lauren, before we dive into what life looks like for you right now, to let everyone get to know you a little bit better, I have a very, very serious question for you. Oh boy. Oh boy. If you had all of the money in the world, and I mean all of it, what would be the first thing that you would purchase? Oh my gosh. You know, I have thought about like I've I've come across that question before and uh-huh. my response is always like I would give it away. I mean, uh-huh. legitimately because I would be like I don't know how to use this million dollars super wisely besides like yeah. humbly giving it to like organizations and stuff to like help better help others. Um hmm. But, like, if I had to purchase something, I would probably honestly buy a dog. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. What kind of dog? (laughs) Dream dog. What dog would you buy? Like, I would just buy a pug. I mean, I know that I have a million dollars in my wallet. But, like, I would just go and buy, like, a pug or two and just live live my life with them. Because that would just be amazing. I would not have imagined you as someone that loves pugs. That okay? I love pugs, but like they're kind of <laughs> they're just kind of a, a dumb animal is what I've learned in the sense that like <laughs> they're kind of helpless with like their nose, you know, bunched up and like they often have Aww. health issues here and there. But like they're the cutest things ever. They are pretty cute. Their faces are kind of smushed. Yeah, that's funny. OK, well, then on the other end of the spectrum, what organization would you give to? Um, I would give towards, like, helping homeless people, like, get mental health, um, like, counseling and yeah. everything. So I would give towards, like, big organizations like that that can help, like, fundraise and sponsor and, mm. you know, support no, that. That's awesome. I think, I, I do think you're right. Like, you hear about all these people that win the lottery and they just go berserk and don't save any of it. And then they're back to like squares, back to square one yeah. with it. It's like, all right, well, now I'm bankrupt. Yeah. So. I would start with a dog. <laughs> and, and then <laughs> Two we'll, pugs. Yeah, we'll see where that goes. <laughs> okay, cool. I feel like that's... <laughs> All right, love it. Solid, solid answer. I feel like we got two, two solid answers to that. Okay, so Lauren, now that they know a little bit more about you, your love for pugs and your love for giving to others, <laughs> kind of explain what life looks like for you right now. However, you want to explain that. 
Um, well, currently I live in Nashville, Tennessee with my amazing fiance and Mm -hmm. our little dog, Baxter. Um, Mm -hmm. I was working for a nonprofit back, uh, when I first came to Nashville two years ago, but, um, due to COVID, I lost that job back in April. So I'm currently unemployed and have been unemployed for several months now, um, which has been hard, but it's also been a good like learning experience and full of growth and good things as well. But that's kind of where I'm at, getting ready to plan a wedding slowly but surely and still job searching, but also just trying to be content in the season that I'm in. So yeah. And Lauren, explain to them you're in school right now as well, right? Oh yeah. I'm also getting yeah, that's an important thing. <laughs> yeah. Side side element. <laughs> um I will be getting my masters or like completing my masters the end of December of this year. So soon. So soon. Oh my gosh. It's crazy. And what are you getting your masters in? Um, the technical term or umbrella term is applied psychology, but I'm getting my specialization in developmental psychology. So I'm hoping to work with children that are probably in like the school systems who may have behavioral issue issues, or they may have like some mental disabilities, um, and just try to help them succeed even through that and having those things in their life and not letting it have us have a setback in their life Mm. so for those of you that don't know me and Lauren both studied psychology in undergrad and are both at the same school right now doing Liberty online and so just as like a side question because I'm curious Lauren what has been your favorite class so far at Liberty oh man um I know there's some hard ones and some annoying ones, but what's been your favorite? I really liked psychology and Christianity. Um, Mm. It was just one of the core classes before I got really into the specialization. But I loved how I think, like, psychology and Christianity isn't talked about, like, in the scientific Mm. aspect, like, that... Right. Like psychology is a social science and it's called a science for a reason. And mm-hmm. like seeing how something that can be kind of seen as like a man-made thing, like psychology right. is something that we created as humans versus like Christianity, which is, you know, obviously God led and God made mm-hmm. and everything. And so like learning about how they correlate with each other and how they're like Mm -hmm. two sides of the same coin and like kind of getting into that whole like the science questions and like also seeing Christianity also come into it like I really enjoyed that Mm -hmm. class a lot yeah yeah so I had to take that class also and thought it was just really interesting them discussing kind of this battle Mm -hmm. between psychology and Christianity and how so much of the church history with psychology is it trying to diminish it and that scripture which is god breathed and god's word um but that that diminishes psychology and that psychology can't be used in healing in equipping people in encouraging people and that it was unworthy 
because of Christianity. And so it, it was so cool in that class. I, I agree kind of seeing how they can, psychology can be used under the umbrella of Christianity. They, it, it can be a tool as counselors, we can use tools that we've learned from psychology um, to encourage people, to empower them, to equip them. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed that class yeah. as well. And kind of bouncing off of that, I know like I've been in counseling myself and I think something mm-hmm. that I think I've just kind of learned through counseling and just like being a psychology student is that like, I think what Christianity sometimes misses is that like, you have to understand the physiological and like psychological parts of like what's going on first sometimes in order to like Mm -hmm. understand the Christianity side. Because I think, like, a lot of people Mm. are, like, just pray about it and all this stuff. But it's, like, if you don't know what's actually going on and why it's going on, then it's hard for you to just turn to Christianity. Like, in all honesty, it's, like, Mm. I mean, I can pray about it. But, like, if I don't know Mm. what's going on, like, physiologically and mentally and, like, acknowledge that within myself, then it's it's hard to just be, like, I'm just – it's all going to be cured, like – you know, I think mm-hmm. they kind of have to go hand in hand of like, you pray about it, yeah. you seek wise ca- counsel, but like, you also are, mm-hmm. are internally like working through it yourself. Right. I think that perspective puts Lord in a box a lot of like, <laughs> my only option is to pray about it. And that's just so not true. Like the Lord can use the tools and techniques within counseling to heal people. The Lord can use mm-hmm. medication to heal and give relief. Like, I think that really that mentality puts the Lord in a box, which is just, yeah, so exactly. <laughs> mm. Okay. Well, that was a little side note, but I, <laughs> I also just really love talking about school with someone who is yeah. also doing it, um, which is nice. So Lauren, in the season of life you're in, in doing school and, you know, just going through, what does it look like being unemployed in the midst of a global pandemic and also getting engaged and just all of these transitions that you're going through, what has been the sweetest part of it all? I think the sweetest part has just been having the opportunity to slow down, but like not just slow down. You're literally like reinventing um, literally mm-hmm. the word itself. Like what does slow down mean? Because obviously no one's gone through like a pandemic before and like I think in a lot of ways this whole entire experience has just been you know I would slow down and like take time for myself when I was working and like before all this happened Mm. but it felt totally different like this feels more like Mm. you have no choice but to slow down and to just be and live your life and you know Mm. like you have you just have no choice and even though that's been frustrating it's also been like the best part because you're Mm -hmm. just kind of reveling in like what you have what you're grateful for like all the things that maybe Mm -hmm. you took for granted before and you just you see it all I think in a different light which has been like the sweetest part for me so it sounds like beforehand, you kind of had to fight for that, those moments of slowing down so that you could be rejuvenated, but now you don't have the option. Yeah. You, all you, all you can do right yeah, now is slow exactly. down. Exactly. Mm. 
So what are some of those revelations that you feel like you've experienced in the midst of having just sitting in this? I think it's kind of taught me. Well, I think it's made me grow a lot in the aspects of like understanding my good habits, bad habits. Um, Also like Mm -hmm. helping me dream a little bit. Cause I think prior to like, I mean, I loved my job then, but I think you do get focused on your job responsibilities every day and you forget to also like you can still be in a good job but like you you can also dream in that job too of like what do you want to do with Mm -hmm. it like where do you want to go from it and all this stuff and I didn't I, I I wouldn't say that I was doing that when I was in that job and now I've just like had revelations of like I would like to do this and I would like to be a part of this and this is how I envision future things going and achieve trying to achieve right. them um and I think just like recreating myself also is just a big part of this whole season of life is just kind of you're growing up like I'm maturing I'm getting married I'm you know in a house now like it's all just kind of you're just kind of coming into your own and I feel like that's kind of a big thing of what I've just been experiencing during this time. So what are some of those dreams that you feel like since you weren't able to do them before, because you were just kind of running through the motions, what are some of those dreams that you've kind of realized that you have for yourself? I think a big part of the dreams that I have is just, I think like the leadership component of my personality that I didn't realize before and how I want to try to incorporate that down the line or like in the next job that I have, what does the leadership look like and how can I bring in that Mm -hmm. confidence and dream up something and be in a job that is giving me life, but also giving others life and just kind of redefining Mm -hmm. the dream like the the word dream itself and like what does that look like going forward and how can I um carry that out you've been using redefine a lot I feel like you you know are redefining this aspect of who you are of what your dreams are of what you know all of these different of what slow Mm -hmm. down looks like it it seems like that is just kind of your word this year I love that so with that sweet part of you know all of these areas of your life being redefined, what has been the hard part of that? I think for a while it was just acceptance because when all of this first started happening, me losing my job and the pandemic stuff, I think mm-hmm. everybody, if everybody was truly honest with themselves, was like really freaking out and really trying to figure out what what do you do from here? Where do you go from here? And I was very stubborn and still am stubborn, but um, very (laughs) stubborn with just like, this can be fixed and I can fix it because that's my personality is like, I can Mm. fix this. Like I can find a way to work. I can find a way to do this. And then it's like, well, the economy shut down and you don't really have a choice. And, um, you know, you're burnt out a little bit from your job and you didn't know it. So it's like, you're kind right. of, I mean, I just kind of went through this, I don't want to accept this and I want to fix it stage. And I think yeah. even today, I still have moments of that where 
I get kind right. of in my head and is, I'm just like, I can't do this. I can't, you know, not be without a job. I can't, I mean, what I've learned a lot is that my worth was based in my productivity. And so mm-hmm. not having a job for several months really took a hard hit on that. And so yeah, I think that's just been the hardest part is being knowing my worth, like acknowledging my worth, even when I'm not doing a whole lot, you know? Yeah. Okay, I can also um, see that. Maybe that's changed a little so you've bit. Got a but little, you've got a little bit of the skeptic yeah, in you with that Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Dang. Yeah. With a two, I am like constantly wanting to fix things and like very much feel that same mentality of if I'm not doing things, I, maybe the motivation is different because I want to be doing things for others. Like if I'm not doing things for others or fixing other things for other people, Mm -hmm. then I don't feel valuable. Mm. No, it sounds like, I mean, yeah, if all of your value is in, you know, your productive productivity, and then you're really in a spot where you can't be that productive. It makes sense that you would feel feelings of being undervalued, um, unimportant, and so forth. I mean, I think that logic absolutely makes sense. I don't know. Maybe I've changed to a two. I don't know. Mm. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? Who knows? (laughs) So how has your heart been in the midst of both of those things, of the sweet part and the hard part? Um, I think it's just been, I don't know. I feel like in all honesty, it changes day to day in the sense that some days I'm like, mourning the life that I had before all of this happened and also like mourning in some ways like as weird as it sounds like mourning the future in a way because I'm so hopeful for the future but also like there's no telling when you're gonna like achieve the future that you want because of everything going on right and I feel like Mm -hmm. that's kind of where my heart has been at is just kind of like battered in some ways, but in other ways, like rejuvenated and kind of, I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of doing a renovation in a weird way. (laughs) Just like you said, like redefining different things in life, but also like renovating certain aspects too. So Mm. it's just kind of been a whirlwind of some days I'm sad. Some days I'm like, really kind of dreading just the mundane things but also I have days where I'm just like I love cleaning the house (laughs) and it's like the best thing ever I love cooking dinner with my fiance and like you know that's Mm -hmm. and in all honesty like that's that's what we should be focusing on and you know it's the little things that like bring us joy and just having like faith Mm -hmm. that you know it will one day get better and we will look back on this time and be like oh yeah remember when we lived through that like that was nuts gosh yeah yeah I mean I think it makes absolute sense that you're not only mourning the past but mourning the future because your past in your past that you're mourning you had these 10 steps that would make you reach the specific future that you were dreaming about and obviously, when life doesn't go in those 10, 10 steps that you had planned, like losing your job, like going through a pandemic, like whatever it may be, obviously, your future that you've been dreaming about looks different. And so you do mourn that you mourn the future that you've been dreaming of, because you know, it 
won't look yeah. exactly like that But also, that like, there's, there's so much to be excited for with the future mm-hmm. of, like, getting married and, like, down the line having kids and, like, right. getting a job again one day and, like, mm-hmm. just focusing yep. on, you know, mourning that the future that you once thought you needed or you wanted might just be totally different mm-hmm. and the Lord might just swoop in and be like, actually – this is what I want you to do. This is what the season was for. And, right. you know, it's just kind of, I just think you have to give it to the Lord. Yeah. And your perspective will be completely different when that future comes yeah. because of what's happened this year. I mean, your gratitude, your perspective of when you do get a new job is going to be completely different than if you had just shifted from this mm-hmm. last job to graduating and getting a new job, you know? So, I mean, your perspective um, of those things will be completely yeah. different because of this year. Mm. So what advice would you give to someone who feels like they're in a similar spot as you? What advice would you give yourself? Um, I think I, I feel like I would give like myself grace a little bit more than what I did and just kind of space mm-hmm. to like feel the emotions of everything and not be so quick to move on to the next thing. Mm. Because I know that I have the tendency to do that is if I'm not feeling a certain way, or I know that it's not how I should be feeling, then I try to find something to cure it or to make it better or whatever. And I think for me, it's just, I would tell somebody to like, give your great, give yourself grace and also none of this is like your fault, you know? Cause I think for some reason mm-hmm. I felt like when I lost my job or like going through hard moments or times, I kept putting the blame on myself of like, I should have done something. I should have mm-hmm. protected myself against, you know, losing my job and having better security in some ways. And, you know, I think I just felt mm-hmm. weirdly guilty for a lot of stuff that was going on and how I was feeling and I think I just needed I think Mm -hmm. I needed more encouragement and more support of like this is okay and it's all gonna be all right and I know that like a lot of people have probably heard that during the season of life but I think only now am I getting like catching up and being like oh yeah it's fine that this happened and it's okay. And right. It will all work out some way, somehow. We just have to have the faith to believe it. Right. And I think it goes back to what you were saying earlier of like mm-hmm. your mentality is to fix it. And in when catastrophe happens, when crisis happens, you're like, okay, I just need to put the pieces back together instead of sitting in, okay, wait, what just happened? How do I feel about it? Like, I need to check in on myself and make sure I'm actually okay before we can even figure yeah. out what the next step is. Because, I mean, even no one is. wants to live in, like, destruction. No one wants to live in, like, that discomfort of right. what just happened. But right. I think that's what the Lord is teaching, mm-hmm. like, everybody. If really everybody was paying attention and really seeing it for what it is, is, like, sometimes you have to be broken down, like, in every way and, like, cut off in every right. way for you to really realize like what's in front of you and like, how do you work from that and build the pieces 
not into what it was, but like in what it's going to be. Right. Mm. So what advice would you give to someone who is trying to love you well? What advice would you give to your fiance, to your friends, to your family who are trying to love you well where Um, you're at right now? I feel like it's just a lot of encouragement and probably words of affirmation, I think, Um, just Mm. in appreciating the small things that I'm doing, even if it's cleaning or cooking or, Mm. you know, just little things of like, hey, have you reached out to professors to like network or just like supporting in a way that's not, um, what's the word, like not micromanaging, but more um, Mm. encouragement towards like, what do you feel like doing today? Like, what are you up to doing today? If it's just sending like one email towards a future employer, like, try that or if it's going for a walk like I think a lot of it is kind of Mm. I would like you know open-ended questions of like what do you feel up to doing because some days it's like I just want to watch tv and chill out and that's okay um but other days you know I want to be super productive and be somewhat acknowledged for being productive as well right and I think I think you're absolutely right in that there's a way to encourage and push you towards achieving goals that you have without micromanaging of saying, yeah, did you email your professor today? Did you, did you complete your homework? Did you, I I feel like it can come off very condescending in the way you word it of even at the beginning of the day being like, so what goals do you have today? Or what are you doing today? Or, you know, how are you feeling today even can be encouraging to you. Mm, I love that. So do you have any last thoughts that we didn't touch on? um, I don't think so. Before we close out the podcast. I'm good. People probably, people probably think I'm weird for saying, you know, I would buy a pug first, but (laughs) it's the truth. (laughs) No, I actually feel like a lot of people will connect with the fact of getting a dog. Cause I mean, you yeah. need money to be able to have a dog or even even three dogs yeah. you already have good one theory. and you'd be adding two more <laughs> so, good lord yes pugs I have no <laughs> idea what I would buy but I like your answers <laughs> I feel like you covered two very like a selfish category and a, a like a very yeah. encouraging category at the same time uh, well, Lauren, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and for being bold enough to share just where you're at right now and how you're doing in the midst of it all. So thank you thank so you. much for being on this episode of the podcast. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. And I hope you'll join us next time. <laughs>